Welcome to Awakening Genius. This is a podcast and community dedicated to your inspiration and your elevation so that you can live fully creatively expressed. I'm your guide, Dijon. Thanks for being here. Stay tuned in to get lifted. Before we get started today, I wanted to invite y'all into something very special. If you resonate with this energy that we're expressing here, then this is something that you will probably enjoy. It's an opportunity to deepen with our community and expand your current network of creatives. We now have a program here at Awakening Genius that is designed to help you embody the infinite creative potential that you have. We all have equal amounts of creative possibility living within us, and it's our work to embody it and ground it so that we can consciously co-create a world together. Now, some of us don't identify with the label artist, but being an artist is not about whether you express yourself through a specific medium like painting or drawing. Being an artist is the level of presence you hold when you do anything. That's why an original painting is infinitely more valuable than a print because the artist actually interacted with that painting and infused it with their energy and consciousness. Art is an energetic transmission and it's not limited to the things we traditionally think of as art. When your grandmother cooks you a meal and infuses it with love, that is artistry in action. So inside of the Awakening Genius container, You learn how to cultivate high vibrational energy into the temple of your body through yogic practices. And then you will practice wielding that energy through creative exercises with community and play shops led by a diverse range of creatives. So you can express your artistry however you choose to. If that sounds intriguing to you and you wanna learn more and you wanna deepen with us, go visit www.awakeninggenius.club The link is also in the show notes, so you can access it there. We're looking forward to building with you, and now let's get into the episode. marketing mastery and she was just always sharing useful information and also her wins when she would like make money doing YouTube and I'd just be like man I really want to be able to do that so I started following her path and it was really interesting and I got a lot of useful information and now I'm starting my YouTube channel so thanks for the inspiration Liz. Cool yeah I'm excited for you it's a fun journey. Yeah it is so how long have you been in the YouTube journey? I am it in my seventh year of running my online business, but YouTube I've really gone all in on in the last two to three years. Okay. And what were you doing before you got into the YouTube and your own business? 
before YouTube and before really focusing on video, we were doing a lot of social media and blog blogging. So writing content around fitness, workouts, recipes, things like that for women worldwide who are interested in being healthy. Mm. And that was with your sister? Yeah. Yeah. And then when was it that you were able to make the your whole career based off of this YouTube stuff? It was an interesting transition because my sister and I were running that business for five years together online in fitness and women's health. And then she got married a few years ago. And so I was left with the decision of what do I do next? Do I stay with this path? Do I keep running this business? Or is it time to also move on and, and do something new? And luckily, because of the revenue we were generating, not just through YouTube, AdSense, brand deals, sponsorships, and selling digital products online, I was able to have the space to not have to jump into something new mm -hmm. right away. So I basically took the year off and traveled. And over time, a bunch of people just kept asking me, how are you not working? What do you do? Why are you traveling the world? And who is paying for all of this? And my answer was always, honestly, it's YouTube. Like YouTube is continually generating traffic to our website. And eventually over time, people end up buying programs in that way. Enough people started asking that I took it as little hits from the universe. People need help with this stuff and perhaps you should start teaching them. Mm. Wonderful. So then when did you start teaching them? This is my second year teaching and, and helping people learn how to use YouTube for their online business. Wonderful. So you live a life where you can travel around the world wherever you want. You're fully self-employed, all from YouTube. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I won't say all from YouTube. YouTube is a big piece of it though. Yeah. YouTube, I guess, generates the traffic that goes to your website where people buy programs. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is the new model for business because the school, the traditional schooling model really feels outdated. It's like everyone I know has a tremendous amount of debt, like several hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. And you think about going to a school where you're taking programs that you may or may not be interested in, like maybe you're taking prerequisites for something that you don't really care about to get a diploma that may or may not be useful. And now I feel like it's the age of entrepreneurialism and learning what you want to do from somebody who is doing it directly. Yeah, I think obviously the, over the last 10, 20 years, the landscape of the entire marketplace has changed because of the internet and because of social media and because of the possibility that's available to be connected to people around the world at your fingertips. And it's true, education and our school system really has not caught up with that yet. Mm. Um, however, the internet is basically, a it's like a free reign of anyone who wants to can go figure out how to do this stuff. And there are tons and tons of resources out there to teach people, including people like me who are here to help support you if you are ready to go in, all in. That's wonderful. So what are some of the blocks people are, the resistances you have people having to doing what you're doing? Because it seems like everybody would want to do that, right? Oh yeah, everybody wants to do it, but it's, it's <laughs> the fruits are reserved for a very small percentage of people who are actually willing to put in the labor. Because even though it works really well long-term, it does take time to build up to. So a lot of the things I see holding people back in the beginning are being afraid to be seen on camera, being afraid of not getting any views right away, and really doing it for or wanting to do it for the wrong reasons. There's really no right or wrong reason, but for the people who go into the YouTube world and video 
world in general, the ones that are doing it to try to get views or to get something out of it are going about it all wrong, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. And the ones who really end up succeeding are the ones who are there to give and to serve because over time, people catch on and it's not an overnight thing for most people. It's something that you get to be committed to and stay the course. And eventually over time, the fruits of your labor will be rewarded greatly. But a lot of people get really impatient because they're not getting those like overnight numbers. So I would say patience and a fear of, and a fear of being seen, a fear of hopping on camera. And then also just a tech gap. There's like, there's a very strong, it's very different than just hopping on social media and using your phone. You can literally just push a button these days and be looking at people on the other side of the screen. With video and with produced video, there is a technical gap for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And also a technical gap when it comes to search engines, because YouTube is a search engine. A lot of people don't know how to write or identify keywords that that are going to get them search traffic. So those Mm -hmm. are probably the three biggest things I would see. Yeah, so I heard it's difficult if people are looking to get something instead of give something, mm-hmm. which I think is a pretty good metaphor for life in general. <laughs> totally. <laughs> then there's the fear of being seen and really putting yourself out there. There is the, I guess, creative or energy gap to make a produced video as just like pressing the live button on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the tech gap for the SEO stuff. Yeah. And then also a general impatience because everyone wants it to be already done. And the YouTubers that are actually successfully using YouTube and video marketing in general are, you get to be extremely patient and consistent and persistent. Those are really important. Right. Yeah. I feel like we live in a culture that is very interested in going from like planting seeds to harvesting seeds. Yeah. What about the farming season? Yeah, what about the, the farming season is actually what takes the longest. Yeah, totally. We got to wait for the sun and all the elements. Exactly. Yeah. I read in a poetry book by Ali Michelle, who, what is it called? Explorations of a Cosmic Soul, I believe. She's a really talented artist, but she had a poem about not being patient and being present. Because even if, if you're patient, that still means that you're like, focused Mm. on the future you're just doing it in a specific way as opposed to being like super present with what's going on and in love with the moment and i'd like to think about it that way and just stay focused on the present moment and then the next present moment and the next present moment and eventually whatever you're trying to create will manifest oh i love that that's so that's great yeah she is great so your lifestyle sounds pretty idyllic. Are there any challenges to this work? Do you miss working with a team or with a group of people or do you have a team or what's your flow like? Yeah, I do have a team. Most of my team is in the Philippines. I have a small team that helps to support creation of content and editing and things like that. I have a few video editors. So for the fitness business, what I ended up doing is actually shifting the business model of it. We still sell digital programs over there, still are making AdSense revenue through the YouTube channels. However, I've switched it to be, instead of me being like the only person in that network, it's now an affiliate network. So it's the cool part about that is then I get to help other people that are in the fitness industry in Southern California come on my platform and get exposure to all the people that are already connected with us. Mm. And at the same time, if they have their own digital programs, we become their affiliate. And so we're promoting their stuff now too, because I know a ton of extremely smart, very talented, very helpful people who have tons of knowledge that is literally changing people's lives out there. And I was like, this seems like such a, it would be such a waste to not do something with every, the platform that we've built. Mm. And so we decided to shift it into more of a community-based program where it's 
a community for women by women. So in that, I do get to go and create cool content now with other people, which is super fun because I get to teach them like, hey, this is how you set up your camera. Here's how you put your lights. Like, right, <laughs> here's how right. you sync your audio video. And they're all also learning on their own journey because they're health and fitness influencers as well. And a lot of them are business owners too. So yeah, I would say I don't ever... There was a period of time though in that year-long transition where I definitely did get quite lonely because I was running the business alone. Again, like I said, the the admin team and the support team for me and that business is over in the Philippines. So, you know, I don't see them in person. I talk to them almost every day, <laughs> but we don't see each other in person. So it was really cool to be able to shift it and now not only help other people who have skills to share with the world, but also be able to have more of that in-person interaction again, because I used to be a, a fitness instructor and personal trainer. And so I really did miss the in-person stuff. Mm. So for anyone out there getting started, just know that, yeah, video production can be a very lonely endeavor, especially if you're not yet at the level where you can afford to have a full-on video production team. And so what I would recommend is identify ways in which you can connect with people, go to events, find communities that you can be a part of, go to masterminds, things of that nature so that you avoid becoming super isolated because that is definitely a big risk that you run in going into online business. Cause it is a lot like you're on your own. No yeah. one's going to build your dreams, but you. Right. Right. Yeah. I love what you said about the mastermind and, and reaching out to get help. That's been one of the greatest accelerators of my development is hiring coaches and investing in myself. And I feel like people are resistant to do that because they maybe don't understand the immediate return. But from my perspective, it makes what may have taken you like a year take three months because you're learning from somebody who's already done it and they can just be like, don't do that. Don't do that. Do this. Go there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I will happily pay for the shortcuts all day, every day. Although when I first started in internet marketing, I really did. I was the same way. I didn't know the value of my time. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like, I'll save money by doing it myself. And now it's a complete opposite. Like I don't have a whole lot of time. So I'm like anywhere I can cut corners by paying someone else to do it or some, to pay for someone else's knowledge and expertise. 100% I'm in. <laughs> if it's yeah. something I need done or yeah. I need to learn how to do, let me just buy the best program out there or work with the, the person who's already the best at it, who has the result that I'm looking to get. Right. And it's a complete mindset shift in that way, but it's extremely helpful. Yeah. So your workflow at this point is you still set up and shoot the videos yourself. Do you have a team that helps you shoot? I have a couple people that do video and photos sometimes. However, that does get really expensive. And the videos that uh, we produce on the fitness network, they're really not that hard to do mm. on our own. So mm -hmm. what I usually do, especially now that it's other people who are in the videos and it's not me in the videos most right. of the time. Right. So what I usually do is just have a, a main shot in front of the person on a tripod. And then typically what I do is I'll go and get like, b-roll angles mm. side angles things of that nature behind where the main camera shot is and then obviously i organize all those files ship them off to the editors in the philippines make sure everything is super easy to understand i title everything make sure it's matching there's a whole system behind the magic but yeah, yeah. now at, the, at this point especially because i'm not in the videos anymore or at least most of them i typically we just do it with a tripod and then i'll get a secondary angle to help the editors splice things together give more visual interest that's like cool. That. I haven't seen your videos in a while. I'm gonna have to check them out and see the new style. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more fun too, because man, a lot of people don't realize we <laughs> we're filming like four or five videos in a single session, sometimes more, especially if there was like a program launch back in the day when we were putting together actual workout programs for people. 
oh, those days are so long and it's so nice now that I'm not the one that's like doing the workout, (laughs) (laughs) even though I do, like I I do some of the things, but on film days when you're doing back-to-back videos, it's really nice to not have to be the one sweating and like doing (laughs) outfit changes between videos to make it look like it was done on a different day. Meanwhile, you're like wiping the sweat off your face and (laughs) pretending that you're fine, even though you've just had the three-hour workout. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, I love that. Just going back to the thing you were saying about being patient, just to give people a realistic idea of maybe how long they can expect to just have to work the land in building their YouTube channel before it takes off. Is there an estimated time? Would you say give it six months, give it a year? The term takes off is interesting and I would want to clarify what does that mean? Because to each person, it's something different. And we have, I've served clients who have put up one video and within 30 days, they've booked two high ticket clients from people that saw that video Mm. and made like 7,500 bucks in less than a month. But the video didn't have a ton of views and their channel certainly didn't have a ton of subscribers. So Mm. that's one way that someone could find success. Another way, I had another client who created a video of what it's like to be a mom at night with your kids coming in and out of your room and you're not getting any sleep and this is why moms are tired and it went completely viral. I think it generated over 14 million views or something in two weeks. She got 14,000 new Instagram followers. She got 35,000 new Facebook page likes. She got, I think around 6,000 new YouTube subscribers and she got on international news outlets all over the world. Wow. So that's another way that something could take off. So each person has their own definition of what success looks like. And it's really Mm -hmm. important to define what does that look like for you? If your goal with using video marketing is to generate more leads and revenue for your business, you don't need to, you don't need to be focusing on views and subscribers. What you need Mm -hmm. to be focusing on is conversion rate optimization and making sure that your message is niched down to the specific problems and challenges that your ideal target customer is struggling with and what you can actually help support them with. But if you're, goal is to, you just want to create cool content and you want a big brand to sponsor that. And you want to be paid to be in your artistic expression with whatever topic you're creating around, then views and subscribers are very important. So we need to take a totally different approach because then we need to be focusing on our call to actions, making sure that we're using those keyword strategies to pull new people in organically, get them into our sphere, make sure our production quality is extremely high. So there's a reason to stick around. So it really depends what takes off means. And each person has a different definition of what success looks like to them. So that's one of the first questions I usually ask people is like, why are you interested in YouTube? And what does success on YouTube look like for you? Because Mm. there's really two different types of paths that people typically go on. And one is building community around a common cause. And the other is converting more leads and generating more revenue for their existing business. So those are two paths that people can take. Totally. Yeah, you are a master. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it's not my first rodeo. If people are interested in working with you directly, what are your programs you have available for that? So we have a video growth course that you can take. It's four weeks of production training, planning training, learning how to use the keyword and SEO strategies that we use to pull in organic traffic, post-production, which is editing and uploading, making sure that your digital file organization, all that system stuff that we were talking about, we literally give you the templates for all of that. And then last but not least, promotion and PR. So how do you go about booking brand deals? How do you use other social media platforms to help amplify your content? How do you get people onto a mailing list and follow up with them, et cetera, if you're running an online business? So that's an automated course that you can 
you can find at videogrowthcourse.com. And then the other way that people work with us is one-on-one. So I do 60 to 90 day coaching programs where I don't want people to be in my sphere forever. I want to teach you what you need to know and then (laughs) send you out in the world to go spread your wings and do it on your own. So Uh I really like to keep people in short programs because I want to give you all the info that you need and then send you out on your way. If you stumble and fall or you continue to need help, you can always come back and we're always here to support you. And there's a community that we're growing as well for video influencers and and creators because YouTube itself is first and foremost a creator community. So I'm all about helping creators really express what it is they want to get out into the world. Mm -hmm. But we keep our programs really short. So we do some one-on-one coaching, but it's obviously not everybody has the budget for that. So that's why I always start with the video growth course. Gotcha. Those sound like both great options. It sounds like you just have a really good thing going on a lot of levels. Yeah, honestly, I feel so blessed every single day I wake up and I'm like, is this my life? Someone pinch me. This is so so cool. I'll never forget. I want to add this in there too. For anyone out there that is considering YouTube and video marketing really going all in, over 80% of all consumer internet traffic now is coming from video traffic. Mm. So anyone who is in the online space Video is the future and this innately because we're all watching video. Mm-hmm. So what's stopping you from going all in with it? Mm. That's a question you really get to sit with and ask yourself. And when you're ready, YouTube is one of the best places to go because a lot of people have not caught on that it's one of the, it's the second largest search engine in the world, mm. followed by Google. So Google's number one, YouTube's number two. Google owns YouTube. They work like Google's like the daddy, YouTube's like the mommy, and together they create like a content baby that's you. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So if you understand the language of Google and the robots and how they're indexing content, Mm. and then you also understand like the more creative aspects of video production, you can really make a big dent in the world, not just for income, and but for impact as well. You can really get whatever skill, gift, talent that you have, you can get it out there on a global scale. It's no longer that you need to go to somebody and ask for permission. Mm. YouTube gives you per- full permission to share your gifts. That's and why it's called YouTube. You do it. I know, <laughs> I know right? <laughs> yeah, amazing. It's an amazing time. It's the, I think it's the best time in human history to be the creative. It's just about oh, the, for sure. the, the will to empower yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And having support systems to keep you going when you get in your head of, Oh, I don't know if this is for me, or I don't know if this is where it's like, no, just decide, commit and go for it and find people who are also going for it and surround yourself with them. Boom. Love it. Yeah. All right. Mention the courses one more time so people know. So you can go to videogrowthcourse.com. You can also find me at lizdoesvideo.com. Wonderful. It was such a pleasure to have you on. And I wanted to ask you one more question outside of the YouTube space, it's a stretch question. So this seems like an area you mastered. What's one thing outside of your current level of mastery that you're looking to explore in 2019? Ooh, that is a great question. I would say music. So I've always been really big into music. I was a classical trained musician for 12, over 12 years mm. when I was younger, and then I stopped doing it. But I am really looking this year to reopen that love and possibly put some things in recording so that I can have a little archive of all the songs I've written over the years. Oh, amazing. That's so yeah. exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. Thank yeah. you for asking that. <laughs> Good for you. 
Well, I think I'm going to be checking in on you at some point later in the year to see how your music is going. Yeah, please do. Please hold me accountable. I have a goal to at least record and get out two or three songs by the end of the year. Stay tuned. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, Liz, thank you so much for being on here. That's this week's episode of Awakening Genius. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Awakening Genius and that you feel closer to embodying your full creative expression. If you like what we're doing here, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Connect with us on social media at Awakening Genius. And if you want to go deeper into anything we talked about on this episode, you can go to AwakeningGenius.club. This is Dijon. Much love. Peace.